This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Speakernomics Podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3, that's me. On the Speakernomics show, you know that we flow so you can know how to grow a thriving speaking business, and we do this so you can pursue this and you can change the world with your voice. Hey, listen, once upon a time, there was a speaker, and the speaker entered a forest, and the forest had a rabbit and, and bear and a lot of things to distract the speaker. Okay, I'll let you finish the rest in your head but today we're talking about storytelling one of my favorite topics and our guest today has come from pride's hollow to give you the goods if you didn't know now you know my guest today is kelly swanson kelly how in tarnations are you hey i am doing great Robert Kennedy, the third Connecticut That's Um, right. Wonderful. It is a bright, sunny day in North Carolina, and I'm happy to be here talking about my favorite subject in front of my favorite people. Love it. Love it. Love it. So before we jump into the full-on episode, I want you to give us the goods, Kelly. What is the secret nugget of information that you came to give us today? Wow, that's a loaded question. My super secret nugget of information information is that stories are far more powerful than you realize. Wow. I mean, I've heard stories before. I've even told a few in my lifetime, but I want to hear what you've got. You've got some stuff behind the scenes here and we're going to get to it. But before we get to storytelling with Kelly, um, I was trying to make that rhyme. It didn't work. Before we get to storytelling with Kelly, let's hop on over to the Speakernomics voice mailbox. Hello, this is Charlotte Stallings. My business today, I would describe it as uh, as a result of the pandemic, um, probably 70% focused on uh, delivering, facilitating corporate training and executive coaching, uh, 30% in the keynote speaking space. I want to boost that. And so working on doing some rebranding, refocusing uh, to be in that keynote speaker space to a greater extent. My name is Wendy Gates Corbett. My business is Signature Presentations. We work with individuals and organizations to identify and implement simple behaviors that build belonging. Through speaking, consulting, and training with employees at all levels of organizations, we squash the myth that belonging is complex and complicated. 
We bring belonging out of your head and into your hearts and hands with easy, actionable ideas. All right. So fantastic. I love all of those responses. Keep them coming. Do me a favor, will you? I want to hear your thoughts. As soon as you hear the question at the end of today's episode, I want you to head on over to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That is speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail, and we will get it on an upcoming show. I promise you. All right. Let's get into it. Our guest today, Kelly Swanson, is a rock star, y'all. She is a comedian, a motivational speaker, an award-winning storyteller. She sat down at her desk one day and said, listen, y'all, I want to write this book called Who Hijacked My Fairy Tale? And, and I don't know if I could do this. Maybe I can't, but she did something that is a dream for a lot of people. She was an entertainer on a cruise ship, Holland America Cruise Line. <laughs> Kelly, you got to jump in right away and tell me about that, that cruise ship experience. I'm telling you what, it was wasted on me. I'll tell you that times <laughs> 10. And it was, at, it, it was 20 years ago, Robert. I was a yeah. storyteller before I became a speaker. And I read a book that said, if you write comedy that old people will love, try the cruise ships. Wow. So I picked up the phone and I started calling people and only... One person talked to me and he said, look, you need to reach out to Holland America Cruise Lines. And he named another one, which I don't remember. He said, those are the only two that'll, you know, would probably be worth it. So I found an address for both. Right. I sent a letter. I think it was a letter or a tape or something. I mean, this was back in the day of cassette tapes. And I sent them both to each of the cruise lines. The other one never, they ghosted me. They never responded. But Holland America, the head of entertainment for Holland America, calls me out of the blue. And it's like, hey, I got your packet in the mail. And I think she thought I was Jeannie Roberts. And <laughs> or was wishing she could have her and found me instead. And it, it was the strangest thing. She said, well, do you have a demo? I was like, what's that? I didn't even know what a demo was. Wow. And this woman who I later found out, you don't even get to her without going through an agent. I didn't even have an agent. And she, next thing I know, me, I've barely been anywhere. I got a new baby. I'm, I'm a storyteller who has not, I know nothing about business, know nothing about anything. Yeah. And they put me on a plane and I'm getting on a ship. I learned you don't call it a boat. And I'm the embarking entertainer for Holland America Cruise Lines. I did five contracts with them. And uh, don't make it sound fancy. I learned a lot. I learned that's not the work I want to do. But it was a great experience. So thanks for asking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So listen, Speakernomics is this show where we really help speakers focus in on the business of speaking, how they can grow their speaking businesses. Why is storytelling central to that? Oh, wow. Don't even get me started. Here is my answer to that, though. Why do stories matter in business and not just for speakers on a stage? Mm -hmm. But in the sales process, in the marketing process, in your customer service process, stories, wow, stories are important. Well, here, let me ask another question. How important is it for you to influence someone? And I mean truly influence them. Well, simply. That's the first question I ask. Yeah. Is 
How important is that? Do you have anybody in your work you are trying to influence? And everybody will say yes, sales, marketing, speeches, whatever. And then my next question is, well, your data, well, my point is data, your information, your features and benefits, whatever talking points you have, they are not what allows you to influence right. your buyer or your listener. Story is the tool that allows you to infl truly influence people. Now, some speakers might not care about that. Mm -hmm. They might be all about, I'm just here to give them the information and call it a day. Right. And I got some thoughts on that. I'm different. <laughs> my client, I don't give, my client's not just paying me yeah. for coming in and delivering information. They're paying me to create an experience. I love it. That's what they're paying us for. And story allows you to create an experience that is not only entertaining engaging and compelling and interactive, right. even though they're not saying a word, but it is also persuasive. Yeah. So let's, let's dig in here just a little bit. So, because a lot of speakers, they prepare for the stage, right? When they're on the stage, okay, yep. I need to know what story I'm telling here and what's the takeaway, what's the point, etc. But before we get to the stage, what is your process for storytelling or utilizing storytelling or leveraging stories in the hiring process? I had a conference call one time virtually, which many of y'all are familiar with, where you can't see them. You're not there to make your sales presentation. Mm -hmm. It was a group of child nutrition specialists, a.k.a. lunch ladies. <laughs> They're a big conference. I wanted it. I've got a bunch of people I can't see on the phone. Mm -hmm. They want to get on a call with me. Now, in the past, I would have just, oh, here's what I do and here's how I do it. And I started walking my own talk. And um, at the end of my, my little pitch of here's what I can do and here's what you need, I said, before we hang up, I've told you everything that I can do. Can I take just a moment to tell you why it matters to me mm -hmm. that I come and speak to your group? You see, when I was in third grade, I was the picked on kid. I was the bullied kid. And I remember this day that I dropped my tray in the cafeteria. And I remembered this little guy. We called him Charlie, just Charlie, who worked in the cafeteria. And I told him this two-minute story. It wasn't super scripted, but it spun into this message of that. I still remember Charlie, just Charlie. And I remember him because it showed me how every single person in a school has the power to impact somebody, even if it's in the cafeteria. And sometimes teachers get all the credit. And I just wanted you to know that I understand the value you bring as well. Wow. And I heard dead silence and I thought, oh, great. Are we even connected anymore? And one of the ladies said, we'll get back with you. Mm -hmm. And she hung up and later they called me back. I got the job and I said, what was it? And she said, it was that story you told. Wow. So there's an example right there of how a story can slide into a sales presentation yeah. in, in a very seamless way. Uh, uh, let me answer it another way, too. We all have customer testimonials. Mm -hmm. That's your best story in business is the story of the person you helped and how you were you loved being a part of that process. And those can easily be slipped into your sales conversations or um, even on stage. 
Yeah. Does it make a difference where you slide your stories in or utilize? Because in that situation, you kind of gave the what I can do for you, your data and your information first, and then you ended or you closed with a story. Does it matter if it's at the end or the beginning? You know, how, how do I frame that or or add it? That's a good question, Robert. I haven't thought about that. And I know I don't know that I did put it in the right place. I think it might have been a matter of I just thought at the last minute, mm -hmm. wow, you should use your storytelling skills. Got it. But on stage, I can't answer that. And here's why. Because a story is a tool. Mm -hmm. It For me, it's a tool that accomplishes something. And so in a sales presentation, you're trying to accomplish different things from the beginning to the end. Right. And and so where the story illustrates the point that you're trying to make and it can be tucked. There can be many stories tucked. So it depends on what you're using it for and what kind yeah. of story it is. I will say this, though. When you're giving a presentation, and you don't have any on stage and you don't have any stories in it and you chose the last 30 seconds to tell me a story about yourself. <laughs> I have often sat in your audience and thought to myself, wow, I wish you had told me that first, wow. because if you had told me that first, I would have developed a human connection with you. I would like you, trust you, believe you and feel like I know you. And I would have lowered my arms and I would have gone on this journey with you. You waited as a salesperson to create rapport in the last 30 seconds, whereas it would have been better to put it in the opening. So in any presentation, I think it's warranted yeah. to in the first 10 minutes to have a little story that just makes you human wow. to your listener. How can somebody get better at storytelling? Let me dive a little bit deeper into that because there's sometimes where there's st certain stories that are longer, you know, they're four or five minutes. I, we spoke about Jeannie Robinson at the beginning and I saw her speak at her last influence a couple of years ago. And I was enthralled because this woman took one story extended it for about 25 minutes, told four or five other stories in the middle of it, and then ultimately brought you back. So, you know, you can have that 25 minute story or you can have a 30 second story. How do we know what to use when and how can we become better at choosing the stories to tell? Hey friends, if you've listened to Speakernomics for a while, then you know that this is the podcast all about giving speakers the resources that they need to grow their speaking businesses and get more paid gigs. This is Grant Baldwin here with the Speaker Lab, and I've got a great new resource for you to check out. It is a free live training where we're going to outline the exact five-step system that we've used to help thousands of speakers grow and scale their speaking businesses. This training is live. It is not pre-recorded, and there is nothing for sale. So head to thespeakerlab.com slash speakernomics. Pick a date and time that works for you, and we hope to See you there. Did you know that speakers who can deliver their message and get laughs just get more referrals and bookings? I'm Mac Dryden and I've written material for Bill Maher and The Tonight Show and many others where my job was to get laughs for other people and I guarantee I can do it for you. I've been making people laugh since a passenger side airbag was your brother-in-law. Go to MacDryden.com, that's Mac with a K, click on writing and see how I can make your speech a lot funnier and you don't pay a dime until you're thrilled. You know, you can have that 25 minute story or you can have a 30 second story. How do we know what to use when and how can we become better at choosing the stories to tell? It starts with your business model and why your client is hiring you. Mm -hmm. Jeannie's clients wanted 
a funny with a light message. That's what they hired her for, and it was understood that's what she was going to do. If you're going in front of a real estate group to teach them presentation skills, you don't have the time to do all of what Jeannie would do. So your stories have to be shorter. You can still use some of those components, but it really depends on what they've hired you to do and what you've chosen as a brand. Some people, that's their brand is they tell a story, they make a light point, they tell another one, they make a light point. I have keynotes where that is the model. I'm just going to tell a story, make a point, and then tell another one. And it's fine with the client because this was a fundraiser and they hired me to speak after dinner and that works. But when I go to help leaders in IT craft their, their stories to make them more impactful, then I'm going to cut my stories down and I'm not going to use that same model because that's not what they hired me for. Wow. Yeah. What do you find is the most common mistakes that speakers make with regard to storytelling? I'm sure that some come to you as a storytelling coach, as a storytelling expert to help them figure out what they need to do to better craft their stories. What are some of the most common mistakes that you find that they make? The first one is not really having a clear grasp of what their story is about, Mm -hmm. the lesson in it, and why they're telling it. If you can't tell me in one sentence what your story is about, then you might not have a clear grasp of it. People ask me in my process, how long does it take you to write the story? And I always say a lot less time than it does to think about it. I'm on the front end of a story thinking, what's this tool for? What do I want them to think, feel, or do as a result? What is this story about and what's the lesson in it? I find that too often we resort back to how we were taught to write in school and we just start writing that story and without really planning it first. Wow. So when it comes to deciding which story to tell, how, how do you personally make those decisions? Is it, is it just a feel of the moment type of thing or do you have a catalog you refer to? How do you decide what to tell, what to share? That's my biggest burden because I have hundreds of stories and I love to create stories Mm -hmm. and I love to write them for the audience. So it is a huge burden for me. But I choose my stories, number one, on entertainment value. Where am I going? Mm -hmm. How much entertainment are they wanting in here? And how much comedy am I going to need to put in here? So I'm choosing, I call them sexy stories. Yeah. Meaning. They're touching, they're powerful, they're big, they're dramatic. They're just my best ones. So the first thing I'm looking at is how much of that needs to be in there. The second thing I'm looking at is what was the title? What was the, what am I talking about? Story-driven customer service, story-driven teams, story-driven leadership. And which stories do I have that really best illustrate my content in that arena? Then I also look at who the group is. Mm-hmm. It's healthcare. Oh my gosh, I've got to tell my story about the woman with the mop who, who, who cleaned the lobbies of the hospital that I was in. So I'm looking at a whole lot of different pieces in terms of what stories I will choose. Right. And there's some universal stories. Sometimes I'm like, I want to tell Chub Rub Girl because it's the funniest story I have. I know they will love it. And because I know how to look at my story and find 10 or 15 different lessons in it, I can make it fit 
any group because it spins into here's what I learned that day and here's why it matters to you. Yeah. Now, you know, you can't just mention chub rub girl just like randomly without sharing with us. What are you talking about? What's what was what is chub rub girl? Oh, man, that's one of my most popular <laughs> stories. It's about a networking event I went to and I wore these pants that were covered in sequins. And when I took a step, every step I took, it was like <laughs> together. And it was a whole thing, Robert. And what, what I didn't realize in purchasing the pants was something called Chub Rub. And it's a thing. And it's we got a club called the Chub Rub Club where Thigh Gap is for losers. I got T-shirts made. If you want to join in our sorority. It's called Thigh Gapagona. Anyway, <laughs> it was a story that started from a single embarrassing moment Yeah, that Goldcast got it, put it on their site, and it got a million hits Wow! in less than 24 hours, which it went to my own site. But it's just, it's, we all have those embarrassing moments and I just milked it and massaged it and turned it. It is a hilarious story, one of my favorites. And it's in my theater. I love now. it. I love it. So what about people who maybe are not strong in the storytelling space just yet? And they're they're either reticent to tell their own stories or they don't feel like they have enough of a pool of personal stories to pull from. How do you advise, how do you coach those types of people to still be effective? without um, that personal vault. Let me first say, it's not about being the best storyteller. Mm -hmm. Some of us, that's my brand. If I'm going to teach it and I'm going to be an award-winning storyteller, then of course I'm going to treat every story. And I love it like it's a piece of music. But here's what I, I want to tell everybody listening. You are all great storytellers. You are all sitting on wonderful stories because when they get you, they booked you for your perspective and your stories. It is not about turning yourself into a Jeannie Robertson. Let that go. And it's not about having the best story or even crafting it in the best way possible. It is having the courage to share some of your stories, mm -hmm. to be vulnerable, to give us stories are just examples from real life with a human face on it. Tell us about the customer you worked with. Tell us about the time that you learned this the hard way. I would just encourage people who might be, who might think they aren't good enough or it terrifies them or intimidates them. You are telling stories already. Yeah. We are all natural storytellers. Don't be afraid to just you know, share the experiences you've had. And then as you go, you'll massage it a little better and you'll craft them a little better and you'll get rid of your ums and your so's um, ish. And you'll, you'll, you'll learn to how to power them up. But I used to think Robert, it was about who had the best story. And I would be jealous yeah. of my friends who had these exciting stories. Like, you know, they've, they've gotten uh, Olympic medals or they caught, you know, they were landed on a mountain and had to eat their friends. And I'd be like, Oh, they got all the luck. They got the good stories. <laughs> and I thought I didn't have any because I don't, I didn't have anything, anything that I thought were worth sharing, but it turned out I didn't need that. Yeah. I just told stories about life because you can tell a story about something you're going through in your marriage, even in a business setting, especially because everybody gets it. And that will be the story they need to hear. Yeah. It's not about the best story. It's just the story that illustrates your point and every story matters to the one who needs to hear it. Yeah. So uh, from a business perspective, 
Yes. We're, we, we are telling stories in, in the time when you're pitching, you're telling stories on stage, and these are in-person types of things. If I'm trying to get in touch with someone who can hire me, is there a way for me to incorporate story inside of that in the email or in the voicemail or yeah. how do you how do you incorporate story there yeah and you may not go you may not use my whole formula character conflict resolution no mm -hmm. but you might send a linkedin message that says hey joe i was watching that ted talk you did yesterday and i happened to be sitting in an audience or, or i was whatever blah 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 and i just gotta tell you you are fascinating and i'm just wondering would you ever have time in your schedule to talk to me about xyz blah 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 now i'm just I'm not doing that very well, but I'm using a LinkedIn example. Mm -hmm. We get LinkedIn messages all day long from people trying to sell to us, and I delete every one. Yep. Which ones of them get my attention? The ones who showed that they have had some sort, they've done their homework, they step into my story, yeah. or they share a piece of theirs. I I'm sorry I don't have a specific example, but it happens to me all the time. If they tap into their story, or suddenly I see a piece of them as human and I'm connected. Oh, well, let me listen to this person. That is storytelling. Yeah. And that is how we use it in advance. If you've done your homework and you have a personal story that you can use to get in the door and they've got to know that it's authentic. We know when it's faked. Yeah. I know when somebody has made up something and they don't really know what I do. I'm rambling. So let me stop there. <laughs> well, listen, we, we're, we're just landing the plane right now. So at the end of every episode, we ask our guests to share a question that they, with our audience, anything that they want our audience to do or answer. So what is your question that you have for our audience today? Okay, I'm going to leave a deep truth bomb in here uh -oh. because it's something you're just going to have to think about. And hint, we've already given you the answer. But the question I want to ask is everybody who's in a position of influence, no matter what that may be or where, is this. Do you know, it's kind of a double question, I'm cheating. Do you know that when it comes to influence, there is a difference in telling people what to do and making them want to do it. Do you know the difference? And how are you making this audience buyer, whoever you're trying to influence, how are you making them care about what you care about? I love it. I love it. Excellent. So we want to hear from you. Make sure that you send us your thoughts and responses by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Kelly, it's been a doggone pleasure to have you on our episode today. I appreciate you. Same. And I hope that one day, Robert, I get to be interviewing you and that your guests get a chance to hear all the nuggets of wisdom that you have inside of you as well. Well, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Listen, y'all, this has been hilariously informational. <laughs> 
What's your story? What story are you telling? And how are you connecting and making them care and pay attention? Remember, people don't want information as much as they need transformation. So let's go, speakers and Autobots. Let's get out there and storify and transmogrify the world. It's your time, my friend. The world needs you because somebody is waiting for your message and they're waiting for you to solve their problems with your voice. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time. Gosh, you're good at this. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.